At the University of Mary, affordable access to Catholic higher education is vitally important. Thanks to generous donors who believe in the value of Catholic education, eligible graduates of Catholic high schools receive free room and board. And students who choose our groundbreaking year-on campus option can earn a bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four, saving money while getting a head start on their careers. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. If you're having a difficult day or need some support, log on to your CatholicRadioStation.com and click on Prayer Requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the homepage to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit your CatholicRadioStation.com and click on Prayer Requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor. And each week, we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. Hey everybody, Steve Swanskowski here, Executive Director for Real Presence Radio. Thank you so much for calling in to our Fall Live Drive last week to let you know we are really here to support you and we thank you for your support. Thank you for letting us serve you. If you didn't get a chance to call in during our Live Drive, you can still call at 877-795-0122. We did end up a little short of our goal, so thank you for your help and help us keep reaching souls by calling 877-795-0122 or go online and give at yourcatholicradiostation.com. Thank you and God bless you. One of the things that I see happen is, let's say somebody's been listening to the radio and they pick up an idea, they then sit down with their friends at coffee or over cookies and bars, whatever, and they're talking about it and that item, then they say, well, let's call Father and get a little, let's double check that. Let's get a little deeper view on it. But also when it comes to the events, for example, we have a group here and they look at the faith and then they move deeper into it. What is the reason for this? Why do we Catholics believe this? And as that group has grown, they've brought others in, they've talked about it, they're reaching out, and it actually evolved into a street ministry where they stood down by Paul and Babe with a cart, with some books, with some medals, with some rosaries, and they encountered people on the street. I was very impressed with that, very impressed that our people would move forward. Our Bible studies become stronger as people hear the word and then they share it with one another. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to a show that is on fire. 
I'm Father Justin Wall. And I'm Father Josh Wall. And we are the Sons, Sons of Thunder! Thunder! All right. If you've been tuned in over this last hour, you can feel the voice of the Holy Spirit bringing you the good news rather than the fake news. So reach out to somebody and call them and be like, man, you got to start listening to what's going on on RPR right now. We're sitting here in the new St. Mary Central High School, and the vibe here today is magnificent. We've got Mark and Lauren, which we had on during Straight Talk. They're still with us, and we are joined with the one and only man that does not need an introduction, <laughs> Mr. Gerald Vetter. And I'm famous for the two of you. <laughs> we endured each other through the 90s. Through the 90s. I know. And look what happened. I missed the 90s. That's awesome. Yeah, we had a whole different situation. It was a crazy back time then. back then in the right, 90s. Right. So, Mr. Vetter, you tell us a little bit about your career here at the school, when it began, and kind of how you made your way through the ranks all the way to president. Wow, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, when I showed up here in the fall of 1991 to be ninth grade religion teacher, that, that was not part of the plan. <laughs> so I, I, that was not what I aspired to become. And, and then eventually, you know, gravitated into teaching more of the social sciences. And um, I'm happy for the, having the foundation when I walked in here first, you know, to, to teach religion, because it, it, it really, I think, solidified a belief for the mission, for what the schools are about, and, um, and to be able to see the importance of prayer and to see the importance of, of the sacraments and, you know, God's grace. That was, that was, that was impactful, and I think that was divine. Yeah, you, know, you yeah, were one was, of the only ones that actually like, taught the truth yeah. back then and, <laughs> yeah. and believed it. Yeah. I remember my junior year, I got this rock. And everybody, they were like at the penance service, you can confess your sins to this rock if you don't like going to confession mm. and just go and throw it in the Missouri River. Mm. And so I'm, I chucked that rock yeah. and I was like, yes. How'd that go for you? <laughs> right. <laughs> where, where did this come from? Yeah. So it didn't work out so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, you know, it, it, I think we've, you know, we, we've gravitated, right? And, oh, yeah. we, and we've moved and we've evolved. And, and, and I think every generation, there, you know, there were, there were different needs. And, and sometimes we were maybe behind the curve, you know? And I think when you were talking about, you know, Doing a doing a sociological study of of generational of gen, generation. Catholicism. Yeah, I'd like to called. I'd like to even follow Saturday Night Live. You know, because when I was oh, yeah, young, right. they watched Saturday Night Live. It was funny. You know, yep. and, and it was self deprecating, if you will. And then it moved into a more sarcastic yep. form of, of of comedy, which I don't know if it's really comedy, but it was still bearable and then it moved into like lewd and Dirty. It yeah and it literally moved into you know attacking one's soul and attacking one's character and 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 and, you, and we are we are products of what we listen to what we see and who we hang with so you know you you when you're standing in the hallway you know you were funny then when you were then when you're standing in the hallway you were you were sarcastic and and now that's it's almost part of the the language you know that that we would use is to, to say things that really cut to the core of, of your humanity. Right. And, and, and I think when we were talking about the challenges of you know, happiness and, and what do we do, man, what are we hearing? You know, not only what are, we, what are we seeing, but what are we hearing? Well, and that's even taking a step further into the whole social media world now. That's what I was just you don't even have to, like, look at a person and say something nasty. You can just text it or whatever. I don't it's really too do easy. the Facebook thing and all it's that. Yeah, because, I mean, like, when you said to somebody, like, you're fat, then they, you know, you saw them and they got sad, and then you felt bad about it. Right. But now you just type your fat, and like you feel nothing, right? Because there's no, there's no interpersonal contact, and so the the, the bullying aspect just goes way over the top, yeah. right? And as you're saying, it's just a, it's these uh, cutting attacks at the yeah. person. Hence the importance of Catholic school and <laughs> the culture that we have here, right? right? So I want to move just to these two over here and ask you the, uh, that question because, you know, when you when you do the sociological study of what's going on uh, with the millennials, 
with the Homelanders, with social media, uh, some of the bullying that takes place there. It's almost like uh, there's this whole digital world that you guys have been raised in. You know, it's almost like the internet raised you. And so, it, it, do you find that challenging? Would you? Would you? Do you think there's value to it, or should we just get rid of the whole social media platform altogether? What do you think? Well, I mean, it's definitely given people a platform for better or worse. But like, I feel like good can still come out of it. But there is definitely bad. Do you think in it. good is coming out of it? Well, I mean, not overall, but yes, I feel like people use it as a base. You know, I see Catholic Instagram profiles and all that, and thirst conferences. But I see that all the time. Me and Father Jaden Nelson up in Minot, he's the president of Bishop Ryan. I, I've been meaning to say this on this show because we just started it, but we, we started a, a YouTube channel. I didn't even know what a YouTube <laughs> channel was. And my business manager, uh, Sarah Massey, she's a millennial, one of my old students, and she's like, you should start a YouTube channel. And I'm like, okay, let's do a YouTube channel. How do we do this? So she put it all together, and we came up with this really cool name called Two Priests and a Bottle of Wine. So we start out, and we taste wine for about 15 minutes, uh, and then we move into some theological topic and uh, we've got I was shocked I got 209 subscribers already and like well over like 2,000 hits I'm like that's bigger than my whole parish so I agree with you I think like in what we were talking about in the straight talk segment you know just getting the message of the gospel out there you can reach a lot of people extraordinarily quickly with this social media I, I gotta say I gotta say though I think it was father Buck I was talking to him and he said he was talking to his class and he asked all of them he said if you could hit a button that would erase the internet so it no longer existed would you hit it and he said the entire this was last year he said the entire class said yes <clears throat> the entire class said yes so i think that has something i mean definitely imagine a world suddenly that had no internet <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to mr vetter here you've we've opened the school we were, i was there at the opening uh maybe you can just speak a little bit to like the process of you know, you became president, uh, what was it, five years ago now? Right. Five, five, I'm starting my sixth, I believe, right? Starting your yeah. sixth. And the inspiration that happened to get you here, what did that look like? I mean, we were in the old school, you became president, and, you know, now we have this $36 million institution. Yeah, at that point, you know, we were really really on in the, the, the start of Catholic, you know, Light of Christ Catholic Schools, because mm -hmm. really was formed in, officially in 2012. And when we stepped into that, that period of time, it's like, what are we going to do? You know, there was this belief that, number one, you know, we need to be more efficient and we need to be really persistent in how we move forward. Otherwise, you know, you're at risk of, of losing your schools, and, and we, we don't want that. But it was also, how can we restructure? How can we be better stewards of the dollars? But we also knew that, you know, there was a, there was a desire for Catholic education, and we knew there was going to be growth. So, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in an ideal world, you'd say, hey, let's, let's just steady things down, let's deal with the growth, and then we'll think about investing into the future. We, you know, somehow through, I think, God's grace just said, let's just throw it upside down and let's deal with, let's deal with everything right away. I don't, you know, I don't recommend that for one's, you know, <laughs> one's uh, uh, personal well cycle, yeah. psychological well-being. But, but but the beauty of it is is the there was a there was a strong cry for yes let's do this. I mean right now we're fourteen hundred donors into this. We're we're looking at you know we'll make a major announcement either Friday or Monday towards a goal of another thousand new donors and to try to complete the capital campaign. But really what it meant was we needed to start you know our elementary schools were were quite filled you know and um, they were they were K through. 
eight schools. So number one, we had to transition and create an academy in the basement of our current high school in portable classrooms. First we moved the seventh and eighth graders, then the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And there were six, over 600 students on the campus last year when these guys were juniors, you packed know? Full. It was packed. And, then, and, and we're looking also at two additions. You know, St. Mary's grade has a new addition of seven classrooms, and, and right now we're working at St. Anne. And Cathedral did have room because of, of years past, and, but still there was some modernization that needed to happen there as well. So, yeah, let's, let's do all of it in seven years. Yeah, you know, no, you can only do that, and you can only accomplish that through, through God's grace. And, you know, the reason Lauren and Mark are here, they were one of the five first students who we walked through this school back in January. And, you know, they had the hats on, and we put it up on put it on social media. And interestingly enough, one of the first pictures we took was standing right where the crucifix is right now in the St. Thomas, uh, 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 Thomas Aquinas Academic Center. And, beautiful crucifix. And, and, and it had to have happened by, you know, something bigger than people. You know, God said, we're going to put you here, we're going to take a picture. Well, this is one of the most amazing things right now in the Diocese of Bismarck. And I'm hoping this is true for other dioceses, especially that we're, you know, that are listening to us. But as the church is burning to the ground, I mean, if you think about what's going on in the Catholic Church globally right now, we are not in a good place. But the church in the Diocese of Bismarck is building. Right. You know, I mean, in a not time... Not just building, like exploding. Like exploding. <laughs> I mean, so in a time that they are shutting down some of the greatest Catholic schools that we've had ever in the history of the church on the East and West Coast, we're building a brand new school and, and you know, students are coming in in droves. And so... I think you're right, Mr. Vetter, that at the end of the day, like, God is clearly, not, not just like, well, you know, I wonder if God's a part of this. God is clearly and visibly uh, working at such an unbelievable pace right now that, that it's hopeful. You know, getting back to our, our discussion, like, where is this world going? Well, just don't leave Bismarck, right? <laughs> Things are going well here in the Diocese of Bismarck, and so much of that is, is due to your leadership. And I think a lot of, uh, you know, having, you know, being the delegate of Catholic education, the leaders that we have in place right now are holy. And nobody wants to be called holy, or everybody kind of blushes, but it's true. You guys are men of prayer, uh, men of the sacraments, men of your Catholic faith, uh, and that goes for all of our administrators and teachers. And you, you know, when you're surrounded like, by people like that, day in and day out, that are living their faith, this is exactly what Christ wants. And so it's like a microcosm, I think, of what he wants to do to the, the, the culture at large. But to, to see a project like this, and if you're listening out there and you gave to this project or you prayed for this project, I want you to know as a priest that you're, you're, you're part of one of the most magnificent things that has ever happened in the Diocese of Bismarck and a tangible, visible reality of what Jesus does when Catholics open their hearts and he can get his way. You know, so where do, where do you see this going into the future? I mean, are we, are we, do we have more students this year? Or? Yeah, we, you know, we've grown 40% over the last six, seven years, wow. which, is, wow. which is impressive. And in this, these last two years, at about 3.4, 3.5%. And we'll see what, you know, what happens with the new high school. Will there be greater interest? But the community is interested, and they, they're, they're wanting tours and things like that. And it's... It, it's been a it, it's been a it's been a, a hard process, but it's also been a good process, and there's so much good that has come from it. Nothing comes, good, nothing good that's worth anything yeah. comes without sacrifice yeah. and suffering. Yeah. And, so. and, and if you want to see what the fruits of it, I mean, hang out with some of the students, walk through the hallways, and 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 really, they're they're evangelizing our community first from not only their families but the, the places they work. Yeah. When you hear people say, "Hey, I just want you to know." 
something about these students or when you see them pray. Um, that's inspiring. Or when you see whole families <laughs> yeah. that are living a deeper faith. You know, Pope John Paul II, just as we wrap up real quick, said in Pastora Daba Vobis, which is the seminary formation document for priests, he says, when Generation X on down responds to their faith, they will evangelize their parents. And that was like one generation removed. But now what we have is our Generation mm. X, in which these kids are, kids are coming back, or their, their kids are coming home and saying, you know, did you know this? And then the, the parents are coming later to us priests and saying, I had no idea, and this is just amazing what's happening in our family. So, Gerald, thank you for the unbelievable leadership and work and uh, everything that you've done here. And please pass that gratitude on to the rest of your administrative team and everybody who's been a part of this project. Awesome. Yeah, we want to thank Mark, uh, Lauren, and Gerald Vetter for being on with us this morning. Up next, it's time to hit the road for the 10-minute tour of local events later in the show. We'll speak to Todd Graff about the RCA program and welcoming catechumens into the church. We're coming to you live from the New St. Mary Central High School in Bismarck, North Dakota. There is more on Real Presence Live. For now, my name is Father Josh Waltz. And I'm Father Justin Waltz, and, and we, we are, are the Sons of Thunder! This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hey everybody, Steve Swanskowski here, Executive Director for Real Presence Radio. Thank you so much for calling in to our Fall Live Drive last week to let you know we are really here to support you and we thank you for your support. Thank you for letting us serve you. If you didn't get a chance to call in during our Live Drive, you can still call at 877-795-0122. We did end up a little short of our goal, so thank you for your help and help us keep reaching souls by calling 877-795-0122 or go online and give at yourcatholicradiostation.com. Thank you and God bless you. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from Mystic Monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good 
Good morning, everybody. We have our 10-minute tour here now. I'm Barbara Stewart. I'm with Real Presence Radio, and we, this morning, are going to be talking first to Deacon Rick Legacy from Little Flower Parish, with Little Flower, uh, St. Teresa of Little Flower Catholic Church in Rugby. You there, Deacon? Good morning. Good morning. Who is your pastor out there? Is that still Father Tom? Well, no, we actually have a new pastor now. We have Father Frank Miller now. Okay, well, tell yeah, tell Father Miller I say hi. I know him well. I, I was actually born in the Fargo Diocese, so you got a lot of great okay. priests out there. You want to tell us a little bit about what you got going on out there at Little Flower Parish? Well, our Little Flower Parish mission is coming up on October 9th and 10th, and it will run from 7 to 8.30 each evening. And our speaker this year is Ken Yuzinski. He uh, comes from uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And he's been to our parish before, but we invited him to come back again. And uh, Ken is uh, uh, might not be as well-known as some of the speakers out there, but he does travel all over the United States and Canada, and even overseas, uh, to give parish missions and also to speak at various conferences. So we're, we're excited to have him come back again. Sounds amazing. What's his main theme? Well, he's he's got two different uh, presentations. The first night, is the, the topic for his title of his presentation is Make Your Mess Your Message. And he relates our messy lives with the messy life of Mary, the Mother of God, and how she can guide us to, to uh, using our mess to also be our message. And then the well, second night is God's plan for the family. And uh, one of the unique things about Ken's presentations is that part of his presentation also includes musical adoration. And so there will be exposition and also benediction as part of his presentation. So it's just a really beautiful way of, of providing or, or giving Absolutely, us the Deacon. Of Jesus we thank Christ. you for uh, sharing that message today. Everybody, get out to Little Flower Parish and Rugby for more information. Please call Rebecca Lear at 701 776. 6388. Great. Next up, we have Steve on the phone, and he is going to be talking to us about Priesthood Sunday. How's it going, Steve? Good. Very good. Thank you. Tell me about Priesthood Sunday. Sounds fun. Oh, great. Thank you very much. Okay. So, first off, I was, I'm sure people will be interested in what is Priesthood Sunday. And of course, so Priesthood Sunday is a special day set aside to honor priesthood in the United States. It's a day to reflect upon and affirm the role of the priesthood in the life of the church as a central one. This coming Sunday, September 29th, parishioners are encouraged to offer a prayer of thanksgiving and offer support for their pastor and other pastors who have served their parish. We invite people to consider sending a note or a card of appreciation for their dedication and their leadership. Priesthood Sunday was established in 2001 to honor priesthood in the church and recognize those who are called to their life of service. In the words of Pope Francis, parish priests of the country and city with their anointing have given strength to the people, have passed on the teaching of faith, have given the sacraments, have in a word given holiness. This nationwide event is coordinated and sponsored by the U.S. Council of Sarah International and Sarah Club in each diocese they serve. The Sarah Club is an organization of laymen and women whose mission is to foster and affirm vocations in the Sarah priesthood. 
Well, all right, Steve, we thank you for coming on the show today and telling us all about uh, the nationwide event called Priesthood Sunday. I can say that I am super supportive of it as a priest, and so make sure, everyone, you get out there and thank your pastor for doing what he's doing, giving his life uh, for your salvation, and make sure that he knows that he's supported. Steve, thanks a lot for coming on today and for your mission. You're welcome. All right, next we have uh, Come and See Discernment Vocation Weekend at Annunciation Monastery, and we'll be talking to Sister Gerard Wald about that. Sister, are you there? You there, Sister? Yes, I am. Hey, how you doing? It's been a long time. I haven't seen you for a while. It has been a long time. You got to trap sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, sister, you should get up to St. Mary's Central High School. There's a lot of young ladies, I think, that should be in the convent up here. But uh, you've got a event coming. Could you tell us a little bit about what, what the, the good sisters of uh, the University of Mary, the Benedictines, are putting on? Yes. I'm, my name again is Sister Gerard Wall from Annunciation Monastery. Every year, or a couple times a year, we sponsor a Come and See weekend. And that, that means we invite women who are interested in discerning religious life. And so we spend about, we invite them out on a Saturday afternoon through Sunday afternoon, and um, that's coming up September, October 56. And during that time, we basically talk about discernment, do some prayer related to discernment, and have them spend some time with the sisters and have them uh, pray with us, and we tell our story, vocation stories and have to be a part of our life at least 24 hours. There's a follow-up that can come any weekend after that and spend the weekend with us at that time as well. You know, I think those types of events are so important, especially these days. I mean, God is absolutely still calling. We know that, sister. We certainly are experiencing a tremendous amount of vocations in our diocese to the priesthood, but I don't think he's calling any less to the religious life. And I can say uh, more than anything, we we are really missing uh, religious the, the, the large amount of religious sisters that we used to have. So, Sister Gerard, thank you so much for the good work that you're doing. And I would like to invite all young ladies out there. Take care, Sister. You can, anybody who's interested can call 425-9734. 425-9734 for this great event. Take care, Sister, and God bless. All right. Thank you very much for calling. Our next events are, we have two of them. We've got the St. Vincent de Paul Walk and Runs coming up in both Bismarck and Dickinson, North Dakota. The St. Vincent de Paul Walk in Dickinson, North Dakota is being sponsored by St. Patrick's Conference and will be, they'll be hosting the Runs or Walk for the Poor on Saturday, September 28th at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, starting at the West River Community Center. Registration for this event begins at 8.30 a.m. Mountain Time. In Bismarck, the Walker Run will be on October 6th with registration beginning at 1 p.m. at Shelter No. 7 in Sertoma Park. The walk itself will start at 1.30. If you're looking for more information about the Bismarck Walk, you can get a hold of Stacy Bolcher at stacybolcher at gmail.com. You can also check out the Bismarck uh, St. Vincent de Paul website at www.svdp.com bismarck.org on that site you can register for the walk you can give a donation there's links for that too and these are great events to come out for um, so we'd ask you to check them out you can also go to their main website www.fopwalk.org or call 701-290-0085 the next event that we have is the St. Anthony Padua Catholic Church's annual fall dinner and bazaar in Fargo, North Dakota. 
This bazaar will be taking place on September 29th from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. Dinner is served from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. The menu is an old-fashioned turkey dinner with mashed potatoes and gravy, dressing, corn, coleslaw, and dessert. Sounds delicious. They also have craft booths, baked goods, plant sale, silent auction, raffle, bingo, spin the pie wheel, a used book sale, jewelry, games, and so much more to come and check out. Adults are $10, children are $6, and five and under are free. Families are $35. Well, Barbara, I think that wraps it up for our 10-minute tour. We feature this every Real Presence Live. If you'd like to have your event featured, please call the one and only, the great Brandon Clark at one 795 and we'd be very happy to feature it. And we will see you coming up next. It's Todd Graff. We'll share a little bit about new faces around the parish. Who are they, you might ask? Well, hear more. And later, we will take you around the world in 60 seconds. And we've got a really good show for you there. Talk about it. Talking about events that affects our Catholic lives, because Catholic lives matter. We're coming to you live from the new St. Mary's Central High School in Bismarck. You won't want to miss what's coming. So stay tuned, and we will be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor, and each week we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. At the University of Mary, affordable access to Catholic higher education is vitally important. Thanks to generous donors who believe in the value of Catholic education, eligible graduates of Catholic high schools receive free room and board. And students who choose our groundbreaking year-round campus option can earn a bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four, saving money while getting a head start on their careers. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. Hey everybody, Steve Swanskowski here, Executive Director for Real Presence Radio. Thank you so much for calling in to our fall live drive last week to let you know we are really here to support you and we thank you for your support. Thank you for letting us serve you. If you didn't get a chance to call in during our live drive, you can still call at 877-795-0122. We did end up a little short of our goal, so thank you for your help and help us keep reaching souls by calling 877-795-0122 or go online and give at yourcatholicradiostation.com. Thank you and God bless you. Welcome back, everybody in the region. I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons, Sons of Thunder! 
All right. Well, we just got done with the 10-minute tour. We're back, and uh, we have Todd Graf uh, from Rochester, who lives in Winona, the Diocese of Winona. Todd, thanks for being on with us. Uh, maybe to start out, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, good to, to talk to both of you on this Tuesday morning. Um, I am originally from southwestern Nebraska, come from what we would call a good Catholic family of 13. Wow. Uh, five brothers, five sisters, um, wonderful, loving parents. Um, have lived in Winona for 29-plus years now. have worked for the diocese, originally Catholic Charities for nine years, and then uh, in lay formation, and now with RCIA the past, oh, 20 years or so. Um, I have six kids. Uh and uh, just love living in southwestern Minnesota, southeastern Minnesota, and love uh, working for the diocese. Excellent, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like it's just that time of year when you see some new faces around the parishes, and you know, why do you think that is? I think you know part of it is you have the um, you know summer, and you know people kind of getting back into the swing of things. And uh, but why do you, why do you think that is that you see more new faces kind of towards the fall? Well, you do have, uh, you know, people's lives kind of revolve in a, in a school year pattern, and parishes are kind of that way, too. So people oftentimes are looking for a new church home, uh, a place to be, or maybe they've moved into a community, and so you do see uh, some new faces, and it's really a, a prime time in our RCIA ministry to, to pay attention. Who's in the pews and and Maybe they're looking uh, to join the church. Maybe they're baptized in another uh, denomination, or maybe they're, they haven't been baptized at all. And so hospitality at this time of year is, is really important, especially for our RCIA program. How do, you, how do you approach people? You know, I mean, I think sometimes you kind of know who those people are within the parish. They're, you know, they're in marriages maybe that are, you know, a Protestant and a Catholic. Or, sure. Uh, sure. What do you think? How do you do that without, you know, kind of being awkward about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I was just in church on uh, Sunday, as always, and I was uh, sitting next to a woman I'd never met before, and, um, you know, obviously you have the opportunity to sign a peace to, to greet them, but also after uh, Mass, just to say hi, and I uh, haven't seen you here, um, are you new to the parish? Um, and if we have you know, we oftentimes have the coffee and donuts and that kind of thing, and maybe inviting someone, would you like to join me, or being in coffee and donuts and circulating a little bit. And all that's a little uh, uncomfortable for us kind of uh, northern folks who are a little more reserved, but um, that's part of who we are. We want to invite people into the community of faith. We want to invite them into a relationship with Christ and the Church, and it takes a little effort, but we can do it. And I'll say this, too, on that point, Todd. Um, one thing that people really are looking for today is that kind of sense of belonging and community. Um, I'll say this especially with my generation. As Father Justin mentioned earlier on our show, that I'm a millennial, and we're very much attached to our phones, to the Internet, to social media. And for a little bit of time, that's great. But you know, at the end of the day, we do really long for a fellowship and community with actual people sitting in front of us. And... When somebody comes into our church, that might be one thing that they're actually looking for. You know, say, as you said, welcome to this parish community. And by the way, we're a parish community that that is centered around Christ. So yeah, I think definitely. That, you know, if we think about Christ's ministry, he was always 
engaging people. He was always reaching out. He was always finding a way to care for people in whatever way they needed. And, and that's our mission today. It, you know, technology changes, times change, but that personal relationship between people is always critical. And, and that's the way we bring people into a deeper relationship with Christ, through our relationships with them, through their relationship with, with our parish community. So that's so, so critical um, really for any generation, but certainly for this millennial generation to, to be very attentive to that. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Real Presence Live. Uh, uh, we're the Sons of Thunder. We have Todd Graff here on the show with us. And I'm wondering, Todd, you know you're talking about RCIA. Maybe you can talk about the beauty of RCIA and the different types of you know candidates that we might see in our parishes throughout these coming months. Sure. Um, well, the beauty of it is it, it really is... Uh, an incredible process, and, and at the heart of it, it's about conversion. It's about drawing people into life with Christ and in Christ through our Catholic Church, our Catholic faith community. So that's that's the beauty of it, to, to walk with people on that journey into, into the Church and into relationship with Christ. Who you'll see, wow, it's across the board. I mean, you have people who have been coming to Mass with us with a Catholic spouse for years and years and, and, and decide this is the year I'm going to become Catholic. But they've been with us for many years to somebody who walks into the Catholic Church for the first time, has no idea uh, even maybe who Christ is. And so there's that gamut of people, you know, that we encounter through the RCIA. And the beauty of the process is it takes each one of those people and it brings them into that process of conversion and discipleship, and it does it through relationship with others uh, in that parish community. Um, so you see a lot of different folks, but it's all about you know bringing them into this body of Christ that is the church. What 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 pro? Do you have a specific program you use? You know, like I, I know that we used formed uh, a lot, and mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you guys have a specific you know kind of catechese or catechetical program that you use. No, there's a, there's a lot of wonderful options. I mean, that's uh, we're blessed in this time in the Church to have a lot of wonderful resources. Certainly the U.S. Catholic Catechism for Adults is a wonderful resource. Symbolon is a wonderful kind of visual resource. The Catholicism series from Word on Fire. Um, there's a lot of different kind of catechetical resources that are solid, that are orthodox, um, that people can use. So, uh, you know, we do... Um, certainly want people to use a good resource, a solid resource, but there's a lot of options uh, for that. Is there, if somebody's listening right now who might be considering RCIA, what would you, what would you say to them? I'd say uh, take the plunge, you know. Um, <laughs> walk through that parish door, call the parish, talk to the pastor. If you know a Catholic, ask them. Um, you know, it, and I would say on the other hand, for us as Catholics, be aware, be attentive. Who do we know in our lives that might want to be part of our Catholic faith community? And and always to be giving witness to our faith by how we love, by how we care, um, and be ready to give, you know, as, as Scripture says, be ready to give a defense and a witness to our faith by by how we live. Um, so it's really both, both ends of that spectrum, to be welcoming when people come to us and, and help them to know that this is a welcoming place, and then also to be attentive uh, when we're out in public life. 
Yeah. You know, I was, I was wondering, too, if you maybe you could speak to this. There's, uh, You know, we have even in our own family, I mean, I think everybody has somebody that probably maybe is a fallen away Catholic or somebody that is Protestant that wants to become Catholic. What do you think is the number one thing that stops people from from doing it? Boy, good question, huh? Every story is is kind of unique, and I think uh, what stops oftentimes is that they don't have someone who's willing to listen to their story and to accompany them and to, to point the way to Christ. So, you know, beautiful point there. Within our own families, you know, oftentimes we have people who have, have gone away from the faith, and, and we don't have to look very far for somebody that we can invite and into a friendship, right, into a relationship of, of care and concern that possibly will lead into back into the Church. So uh, that's a great point. We, we really don't have to look too far oftentimes. On the other hand, we have street evangelization, and those things are beautiful, too, where we encounter people at Walmarts and in the malls and, and invite them into prayer and possibly into the Church as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, our RCA program is uh, continues to grow. I think that's something to point out too. Maybe I don't know in in your diocese what it's like, but ours is uh, continuing to bring more and more Catholics into the into the fold. And you know, do you see an increase or do you see a decrease? Do you see the same thing? Uh, I'd say it's been fairly stable for us of late. What we do see uh, is in our diocese. Uh, much uh, greater presence of our Hispanic sisters and brothers coming into the RCIA and coming into the Church through the RCIA. So what a gift and blessing that this diversity of, of our ethnic backgrounds and our cultures is also coming into our Church through the RCIA process. Yeah, I, I totally agree. We have, the, we have the exact same thing going on in our diocese as well. Well, yeah, I, yeah Todd, Todd, I want to thank you. Is there any, any last thought you want to add? Um. Just to say, for all Catholics, RCIA ministry belongs to all of us. It belongs to the faith community. It's not for that team members and the catechists. They certainly pull their load. But for all of us to be uh, about the work of RCIA and invitation into the life of the Church and and deeper relationship with Christ. Thanks, Todd. We're coming at you live from the new St. Mary Central High School in Bismarck. This is Father Josh Waltz. And I'm Father Justin Waltz. And we're brothers in blood. And brothers in the priesthood. Stay tuned for Real Presence Live. here and uh, by the grace of God and Bishop John Quinn we're we're delighted to be here and uh, Bishop we asked you to uh, stay over a few extra minutes over the top of the hour so that we could receive your blessing if you please it's my honor and first of all thank you for being with us I just uh, sense deep within my heart that this is the work of the Holy Spirit and that to be able to have a radio station that will broadcast the good news to a world that's so broken to a world that needs so much healing, to a place uh, where the gospel is needed to be preached. And at hours and times when those of us who are charged with the preaching can't possibly do it, but to know it's going to go on. Yes. And what a blessing that is. Thank you for the time and your investment in the mission of our diocese. You're a great grace. Broomtree 
Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. Hey everybody, Steve Swanskowski here, Executive Director for Real Presence Radio. Thank you so much for calling in to our fall live drive last week to let you know we are really here to support you and we thank you for your support. Thank you for letting us serve you. If you didn't get a chance to call in during our live drive, you can still call at 877-795-0122. We did end up a little short of our goal, so thank you for your help and help us keep reaching souls by calling 877-795-0122 or go online and give at yourcatholicradiostation.com. Thank you and God bless you. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday, the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. It's time, everybody! We're going around the world in 60 seconds! Notre Dame students demand co-ed dorm rooms to fight heteronormativity. Student leaders at the University of Notre Dame argue that the tradition of single-sex dorm rooms wrongfully advances what they call heteronormativity at the private Catholic institution. Thank you, sexual revolution! The lawsuit goes ahead to force Catholic hospitals to remove uterus from gender-confused females. A three-judge panel of the California State Court of Appeal ruled this week that a gender-confused woman may continue to sue a Catholic hospital for refusing to remove her uterus as part of her transitioning into a man. What the? Abortion is... This 2200 baby trophy should shock conscience of every American, said Mike Pence. Abortionist Ulrich Kultfer passed away on September 3rd, and upon his death, his family went through his belongings, and it was then that they found the remains of 2200 deceased preborn children. Another upstanding abortion doctor. Pro-life unco- uh, sworn testimony exposed Planned Parenthood's crime of trafficking aborted baby parts. Pro-life undercover journalists David Daladin and Sandra Merritt are hopeful the sworn testimony of the past week's San Francisco Supreme Court of Appeal. Oh, I didn't get it. And that's the subject for Catholic <laughs> Lives Matter. <laughs> Dang it! We had it timed out too, and I thought I was. You know, every day before we put this whole thing together, and we time it, and we time it, and we time it on the iPhone, and uh, I think he just got a little slow there, but that's all right. I don't think I did. I the think younger, I the younger, the younger Thunder's getting getting weak. Getting, uh, maybe I don't know. You try reading that fast. It's your turn next time. I can say the little stupid quips at the end. <laughs> All right, everybody, we wanted to – there was a lot of things that we thought about uh, bringing to you straight here with Catholic, Catholic Lives Matter. I want to begin 
with the the younger Thunder here said I can't talk about the Synod coming in October, but I just want everybody because <laughs> we've talked about to the past three keep shows. Your eye on October sixth. We're, we're actually we're actually going to be over in Rome, and I'm hoping uh, to be part of the big prayer service outside of St. Peter's Basilica in regards to that Synod. But the church is up, it's about to get wild, everybody. So next time we're on, uh, we'll actually just be back from Rome, and we're going to be talking all about what we experienced over there. That being said, if you've been following Catholic news, uh, front and center is what's been going on with David, how do you pronounce it? Delighton. Delighton. David Delighton. So I just want to call all Catholics listening first and foremost to pray for this man. You know, earlier in in the show... Uh, we had Mark and Lauren, two students uh, on from uh, St. Mary's Central High School here, and they were asking, you know, the question that a lot of kids are asking right now, you know, what, what can we do, you know, to change this culture, to spread our Catholic faith, uh, and, and really sort of change the world? Well, this David Delayden uh, is probably the best example of what uh, the younger generations can do. David is a, is a millennial. And if you haven't heard uh, about his company, it's the Center for Medical Progress, uh, which back in 2015 uh, went public on the Internet with a bunch of videos uh, that him and his counterparts filmed with Planned Parenthood and other uh, pro-abortion organizations um, in which he did an undercover investigation. And he literally filmed these people uh, admitting to the fact that they were selling fetal aborted baby parts. Now, if that wasn't bad enough, it took it to the second level of it in which these people were admitting not only selling aborted baby parts, but in some cases, live aborted baby beating hearts, intact heads. Uh, organs that they were researching on. Um, And so Planned Parenthood and others like them uh, were making a tremendous amount of side money without the people who were having their uh, babies aborted even knowing that this was going on. So if this wasn't crazy enough, everybody, now this, if you want to know the face of the devil, first off, Planned Parenthood and the like are the most evil organizations ever to live. Uh, right up there with with Adolf Hitler and the Nazis in their concentration camps. If you want to know how many children have died since 1973, here is a staggering statistic. Abortions, and this is China is a huge culprit in this as well, but the the aborted babies that we know about is somewhere around the vicinity of 1.2 billion. Hear it again. 1.2 billion. Which means that if you woke up tomorrow and like the entire continent of South and North America were gone, you still would not have that number. If you woke up tomorrow and all of Africa had been wiped off the face of the earth, you still would not have that number. There is no continent that contains outside of China, you know, that has that many people. And so this is so unimaginable, the amount of people that we have, children that we have killed with abortion, that we, I mean, just hearing that number, we know that it's the greatest Holocaust that has ever existed in the history of mankind, and how it comes to an end uh, is even scarier to think about that, but one can only imagine that God's mercy at some point must be exhausted, and if we won't change it, he will for, through whatever means. But part of that process is doing what David did, in which this millennial went undercover and filmed all this. Now, getting back to the demonic end of it, we're sitting here watching these people admit to this. 
we're sitting here watching a video of representatives of Planned Parenthood and the like admit to selling fetal parts as David uh, portrayed himself as someone who is interesting or interested in, in fact, buying these parts. So they're admitting to this part of Planned Parenthood that we didn't even know existed. One would think that the general reaction of the law in particular would be, oh, we're selling, these people are illegally selling aborted babies, live beating aborted baby hearts for research uh, and the like without any of the, anybody else knowing anything about it. One would think that the, the, the reaction of the, the long arm of the law, the justice system would be to get a search warrant for these facilities and after proving what was going on, subsequently shutting down these abortion mills that are selling parts. But lo and behold, that was not the reaction. Why? Because these people are protected by Lucifer himself. Rather than them being searched, them being arrested, David Delighton was arrested. And over the last three years has been preparing for this trial that he is presently in. Now, by the grace of God, and this is where the Catholic Church is, man, is it at its finest. And so the Beckett Foundation, which is some of the finest uh, lawyers that we have in the Catholic Church, that sit uh, you know, with the Gatling, spiritual Gatling gun, and wait for the devil to rear his ugly head in a way like this. And thank God that we have these people. As a matter of fact, if you're listening right now and you have a skill, uh, such as you're a lawyer or you're in finance or whatever, the church needs you to help. Us pastors need you to help us along the way. I know some great lawyers in this diocese that are dear friends of mine that have been my counsel for years. But in this man's greatest time of trial, David Delighton, you can just imagine after he has blown the top off of Planned Parenthood's scheming and selling of aborted baby parts. He actually even filed murder charges against Planned Parenthood before he went public to back what he was doing. And as this young man is sitting there facing trial, he's incarcerated, that the Beckett Foundation of these lawyers come from the East Coast and say, buddy... <laughs> we are on your team, and we are here to be your legal counsel. So God bless those wonderful people who are now uh, representing him, uh, and he is on trial, okay? Why he is on trial in Planned Parenthood, uh, I have no idea, but that is not the end of this discussion. So what happened is, he, David Delighton, in these testimonies, his lawyers summoned Planned Parenthood's representatives and the like to testify to the fact that they were actually doing this, okay? Well, devil got thrown on his back by the Lord on this one. So these people then file a gag order and petition the judge that none of their testimony could be public, and by the grace of God, voila, the judge shot it down. And so these wicked, sinful, nasty followers of the devil had to sit there and publicly admit, without any shame, I may add, that they were in fact selling aborted baby parts. 
And if that was not shocking enough, they went into great detail as to the process of selling these parts. And so in the end, David Daleiden has been vindicated because, in fact, the recordings that he had, they now have publicly admitted to it. But ironically, no one in the legal system has responded. So I'm asking everybody that's listening right now, how is it, folks, how is it? that we can sell baby parts in this country and there is no responsibility to anyone. And yet the just man that exposed this is the one that's on trial. He's going to be acquitted. That's my, uh, uh, my, my prediction because Planned Parenthood wants this to go away. Right now what you need to do is you need to go to hold of your uh, government representative, your House of Representatives person, your senator, and you need to say there needs to be a public investigation with these particular people because we are selling aborted baby parts. David Delayden, thank you for what you have done, sir, and may God vindicate you and may you be acquitted. Everybody, that is our segment for Catholic Lives Matter. Matter. Thank you for tuning in. We're moving out of Catholic Lives Matter to our preview. Eli, what do you got for us? All right, thanks, Father. Here's what's coming up on our next show tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosted by Heather Carroll and Emily Leadham. They'll be live from the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House in Sioux Falls. Her story is nothing short of incredibly miraculous. Tune in as Immaculate, a survivor of the Rwandan genocide, shares her unbelievable journey of faith during our inspired segment. She'll also preview how you have the opportunity to meet her at an upcoming retreat here in our listening area. And it's an opportunity to come together as one family and support the mission and ministry of our local church. How can you ensure its success? Melinda North of the Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota will share some ways to help. It serves as a dynamic stabilizer for people in unstable circumstances, and now the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House in Sioux Falls is under new leadership. We'll hear about Melinda Shields' call to serve in her new role as executive director and find out how she plans to continue the mission of that important ministry. All that and so much more coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, only here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Back to you, Father. Thank you, Eli. And as you can see, there's a lot of great stuff coming up on Real Presence Radio, and we absolutely love being with you. It's been a great show. Thank you for tuning in. But again, I want to lead everybody to go and research David Daleiden. Write the man. Write your senator. Write your representative. Heck, write the president. As a matter of fact, I would be willing to bet money if Mike Pence, which he has found out about a lot of this stuff, and he is a voice. Oh, for, he just spoke out. He just spoke out on 2,200 yeah, dead babies. Read another outstanding or upstanding, I should say, abortion doctor. These people, folks, are sick. They are, in, I think, in some cases, demonically possessed. And if we as Catholic Christians or Christians don't, I mean, Mike Pence, well, he was a Catholic, but he's definitely a Christian. Donald Trump being the only president. In, that I've ever heard of that's gone to the pro-life rallies and, uh, and is appointing pro-life judges. But it would be great if David Daleiden could get some, get some good you know, airtime here, at least tell your friends about him, research him, uh, and at the very, very least pray for him. Well, that wraps up our show for today. We had a lot of uh, good stuff. You know, we, we were trying to really push for the exorcism uh, thing, but that just the, the Holy Spirit just took us in a whole different. I think we're gonna we're gonna revisit that next time. Well, and it was always it was kind of an underlying current, right? You know, with the, within the abortion stuff within the around the world in sixty seconds around. So I, I think that you know it's there, but it's funny how God you set the stage and then God just kind of runs the show. Next so. next month, everybody tune into the Sons of Thunder. But until then, it's been absolutely. 
Wonderful being with you. We want to thank all of our guests today that have been on, especially Father Greg Luger, who had joined us in studio. Know of our prayers. Until next time, I am Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.